Oh yeah. Canceled too soon. A podcast. Podcast. About TV. Television shows. That were. That were very, very short. Canceled too soon. One season or less. Oh yeah. This week on Canceled Too Soon. Young MacGyver. MacGyverito. Bring him young. Don't thank me. Thank the Earth's gravitational pull. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted one season or less. And in this case, much, 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 much less. <laughs> uh, this week, we're doing a pilot. A pilot that didn't air. But it's fun, and it's interesting, and it's available online. Uh, before well, th- we get to- Thanks to the internet, there's no longer any such thing as an unaired pilot. That's now, right. Now that you can get your hands on any pilot you want. It's fantastic. But we still can't find well, Holmes and Yo-Yo. It's, no- it's not fantastic, because a lot of these are garbage. It's fantastic for this particular program. Yes, My name is. is William Bibiani. Mm. I'm a film critic for Crave Online and Blumhouse.com. Mm. Everyone calls me Bibs. My name is Whitney Seibold. I am also a film critic for Crave Online and Blumhouse.com and Legion of Leia. And I am the co-host of the B-Movies podcast. From From whence whence we we hail. hail. That's That's right. Uh, And we we, we got podcasts out the butt. That's what we are. (laughs) We got got discount podcast warehouse. We got them stacked like cordwood. (laughs) Come by. by, Get yourself a podcast. If we start our own podcasting network, can we call it podcasts out the butt? Absolutely we can. (laughs) So long, as, so long as we can get a perky, uh, perky secretary to answer the phones happy, <laughs> with uh, the name of our business. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, what are you a, thankful for? Is it Young MacGyver? I'm thankful for Young MacGyver. You have no idea because I don't particularly care for the new MacGyver. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about MacGyver in a, in a, in a minute. Um, suffice it to say, uh, we're recording this a little early. Uh, and uh, this is doing a, an unaired pilot's kind of fun because it's short, and we have to watch a lot of TV for this show. <laughs> uh, so we're doing this one a, a, a smidge early, but also later in the episode, uh, we're going to reveal the winner of our first ever Cancel Too Soon sweepstakes. That's right. We uh, we put it out to you, our dear listeners, uh, to write in and give us an idea of how, how we should close out the podcast, what our catchphrase should be. And your uh, over on, over was... on the B-Movies podcast, oh, we end every episode with, uh, we say, we're smarter than you because indeed we are but we're also sort of (laughs) kidding the arrogance of the film critic in general uh but yeah we didn't really have a a regular catchphrase for this show that's right Uh, we were just using like vanity noises and studio cards after yeah that usually play you watch a tv show they play the credits and then there's always like one little thing afterwards Mm. sit ubu sit good dog that kind of deal uh and we put it out to you you responded on mass and we thank you for that uh, and we do have a winner, and we'll announce it uh, later in the episode. You can it's a it's it's uh, the internet, so you can skip ahead if you want. But we encourage you <laughs> to stay here and listen to us talk you know about what? Young MacGyver. Listen to it straight through. That way, you can pretend it's live radio, and that's much more exciting. Keep the sur- keep the surprises alive. That's right. Uh, so MacGyver, MacGyver is a television okay. series that was a huge hit and it in ran, the 1980s. It ran for seven years. It ran from like yeah. 80. Or maybe eight years. It was like 86, I believe, or 85 or 86. This is the sort of thing we probably should have looked up. Maybe so. Yeah. (laughs) 
We're it ran so from, professional. It ran from the mid-80s to the early 90s. Uh, yeah. It starred Richard Dean Anderson as the handsomest mullet man you've ever seen. Yes, as Angus uh, MacGyver. Angus MacGyver, although he wasn't an, he wasn't an actual Scott. He was an American. And, and in fact, for, for many years, they didn't reveal his first name. Everyone just called him Mac. Yeah, uh, and he works for uh, some sort of shadowy government agency the called the Phoenix F- Foundation. The Phoenix Foundation. Uh, it's not... root. I'm not really sure he if was ever also, explained what that is. He was also a uh, uh, part of a government agency called the Department of External Services, or DXS. That doesn't begin with the letter X. That always no, it doesn't. Uh, but, it uh, ran for seven seasons, so, okay. 139 episodes, and two TV films. In one of those films, he found Atlantis. Uh, well, good for him. If, any, if anybody's going to find it, it's going to be Angus MacGyver. The, show, the original show was created by Lee David Zlotoff, and it was executive produced by John Rich and Henry Winkler, the Fonz. You know, if anybody knows TV, it's that guy. Absolutely. He's actually a really savvy businessman. Oh, Henry, Henry Winkler's Winkler, the yeah. shit. Everyone he's, likes Henry Winkler. He, he's great. Yeah, Lee David Zlotoff also directed The Spitfire Grill. That's a good movie. A lot of people like that movie. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It's a movie to enjoy. <laughs> um, anyway. Marsha so, Gay Harden's really good in that movie. The fundamental premise of MacGyver was he was basically a secret agent uh, who was thrust into a whole bunch of really odd situations, but he didn't use a gun. In fact, he didn't mm-hmm. believe in violence. Uh, and yeah. so he, he was an, he was a was very talented that? engineer and scientist, so he would always make some makeshift thing to get him out of any situation was that, imaginable. Was it that he didn't believe in violence, or was it that this agency tried to eschew violence? No, he didn't believe in violence. Okay. And often he wasn't even working for the agency. This was back in the age of the sort of adventure series, where someone who could just be dragged into a kidnapping plot because they helped someone fish on Santa Monica mm. Pier one day. Oh. It was just that kind of weird show. And the show, like, I'm not, I haven't seen every episode of the show. My my wife has, and she's been introducing it to me, and, because I didn't really watch it a lot when I was a kid. But I've seen, like, Haunted House episodes of MacGyver. Mm. I've seen an episode of MacGyver where they literally took the, the car chase footage from the end of the Italian job and just did cutaways so that MacGyver was driving. That, there was yeah, an, that's a good way to save money. <laughs> I'm like, the Italian job is not an obscure yeah. film. Like, it's not, like, In the fact, biggest it, film ever, but, well, like, it, it's not obscure. It, even even if you don't know the film that well, you at least know the car chase sequence. Yeah, That's kind of famous. what it's famous for. Yeah, it was really distracting and weird. Uh, there was another one where MacGyver went to South America and had to save a plantation from an invading army of ants. W- which is a thing. Yeah. The, there, there's an old uh, radio serial called Escape where, where they have to deal with a bunch of ants. Yeah. No, it's just saying it was just broad and strange, mm. and it wasn't all about like fighting super spies. Like a lot of right. it was just about solving odd problems and, uh, using the power of but, science. But yeah, the, the theme. Well, the theme was like engineering and resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. The, everybody tuned in because they wanted to see Madi- MacGyver do what has now become MacGyver stuff. Yeah, uh, in MacGyver fact, it's, it's considered a verb now. I think yeah, it's Maga- actually like in the Oxford Dictionary. To, MacGyver to MacGyver, he she yeah. at MacGyver's. Yeah, yeah. I MacGyvered my way out um, of this using chewing gum and a paper yeah, clip. It's, so he, whatever he has on hand. No matter how mundane the object might seem, it will serve a, a key role in his escape or his his defeating of the bad guy. And the show is a lot of fun. It's kind of dorky sometimes, but that was kind of the nature of the beast. Kind of dorky sometimes. It was, it was pretty pretty dorky through and through. Pretty but dorky, yeah. but that was the appeal. And there is a new MacGyver on the air right now, mm. uh, starring Lucas Till from the X Men movies. Um, and it is a f- hard reboot. He plays Angus MacGyver, a younger version of him, but still Angus in, in MacGyver. The, but, but in the present day. In yeah. the present day, as if uh, the old show never happened. And 
I watched the first few episodes and I lost interest really, really quickly because it doesn't really feel like MacGyver. It's way too action centric and violent. It's well, what they're doing is uh, you. You have only showed me one portion, like a tiny little portion. I showed him the first like five minutes of the pilot. Here's what I can tell from the five minutes of the pilot of the 2016 MacGyver. It, they're trying to make it sexy. They're yeah. they're just sexing it up and they're making it really slick. And there's now like on screen. Uh, captions and like mm-hmm. a, the quicker cutting, and they're trying to make it really far too stylized. Like and they're the focusing tenth, and on also just the tenth shot mm. in the pilot is MacGyver having sex. I'm pretty uh, sure MacGyver never had. Se- I, I haven't seen every episode. Yeah. He is completely asexual throughout every episode of MacGyver I've ever seen. Even when he was supposedly romancing mm. someone, I didn't buy it. And there was something kind of refreshing so about in, that. In the three MacGyvers I've seen, there have been explicit references to the Boy Scouts. So in mm-hmm. the original, he, clearly he was a Boy Scout. He, sure. was, he was he was in the Scouts, and that's seen as sort of a noble thing in, in the in young MacGyver also. And in the 2016 MacGyver, he says that he was in the Scouts briefly before he was kicked out. Yeah, so that's they're, how they're, badass he they're is. Kind of, they're kind of eschewing the, the sort of corny decency of the boy scout for something far more hip and sexy well, and kind of edgy and but it's edgy in that boy band sort of way and that's and that's to say it's not edgy at all one thing michelle uh my wife who did a brief cameo in our show in the sam and max episode pointed <laughs> out while we were watching uh young macgyver uh and one thing it had in common with the original macgyver but not the new macgyver the first two macgyvers uh had a hard time punching people. Like, he would punch somebody and it would hurt. Yeah. And he would actually be like, ow! Like, he's really not good at it. Like, it's not his wheelhouse. And he's not a buff guy, either. He's yeah. kind of kind of just a wiry, regular dude. Yeah. He's, he's not he's, super soldier. He's fit, but you, you, I wouldn't trust him in a boxing match. Mm. Whereas in the new MacGyver, the one that we're not reviewing because it's a big hit and it looks like it's going to get picked up and there you go, <laughs> but, like, just as a sense of contrast... Um, not only does MacGyver beat the crap out of a bunch of people in the first five minutes, he also kills, like, three guys. He, he, he murders a boat that's full yeah. of people, so, yeah. He uh, does it through cleverness, he uses a bow tie, but still, he, he, he kills three people. <laughs> he also has, and this is also a big difference, um, a support team, like a regular support team. Who, who on, are out in the field with yeah. him. Yeah. And, again, part of the appeal of MacGyver was seeing this guy, you know, kind of outclassed by fate. Like, whatever is happening right now would would screw any one of us. Mm. And you see how MacGyver gets out of it. But when you have him in the field with a badass marine sniper who kills people before they can inconvenience MacGyver and a hacker who, like, Mm. just logs onto every computer that might give him a problem. It becomes much more standard spy crap. Like, we've seen that in everything. Yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah, a very it's, generic show. And it's, it's unfortunate. That's some, they're actually stealing a lot of those tropes from Mission Impossible, which was actually about the team. It wasn't about Ethan Hunt. Yeah, it was actually about everybody working the together. The show, you the mean sh- the deal, the original TV show, and yeah. and maybe the first third of the De Palma movie is about the team before it becomes the the yeah. Tom Cruise show. I think, I think the last two Mission Impossible movies have done a better job about making it about yeah, the team they, again. they brought Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg into the whole thing, and yeah, yeah. It, it became it, a little it, bit more about the team. It feels yeah. more like Mission Impossible than it, than it did for the first few movies, mm. but, um, but in any case, so that's a new MacGyver, and then in the middle... They tried to bring MacGyver back again, but they tried to do the James Bond Jr. version, where it's still MacGyver, 
But it's MacGyver's it's, nephew. It's in the same continuity as the original MacGyver. And in fact, there's a portrait of Richard E. Anderson. It's clearly like an 8x10 glossy, a headshot of the actor. <laughs> I'm not and entirely sure it with, wasn't left over from with, Stargate. With one of the most spectacular mullets you've ever seen. And there's, there's, there's a gigantic portrait of that. I, I bet Richard E. Anderson was embarrassed to see that on the show. <laughs> there, but uh, this is this new pilot that didn't go anywhere stars... Yeah. Clay MacGyver, played by Jared Padalecki. Yes. Now you know Jared Padalecki. He's the he's the co-star of Supernatural. He's one of the brothers. The other one's Jensen Ackles. Uh, he owes all, his other big thing he did is he was in the Friday the Thirteenth reboot, a movie I insist is not that bad. That's not. Uh, I actually I actually kind of like that one, but all right. Uh, but regardless, it's, it's, it's better than some of the the other sequels. He's just uh, this tall. Handsome drink of water. Oh, boy, is he ever handsome. And what's cool about him is that I do believe, one, that I, I believe that he could get out of some sort of physical situation. I don't necessarily believe him in a fight in this mm. mo- in this in this pilot as much as I do in Supernatural. Well, But, but I believe that he's fit and that he's capable of, of doing all these things. But, but he also seems plausibly smart. He, he's plausibly smart. Uh, he's flip and appealing, not just because he's handsome. I mean, he's handsome, mm-hmm. so you want to look at him, but he actually has a little bit of like smarts behind his eyes. Yeah, he's, per- he's got personality. He's, he, so he's more than just a pretty face. Uh, yeah. And that he's not convincing in a fight is actually very canny casting, because that's not MacGyver's thing. Exactly. He's not going to go in guns blazing. He's going to go in fact, throughout all of Young MacGyver, he is wearing just ordinary slacks that he picked up at Express, mm-hmm. and one of those shirts that was so hot at the time that looks like a t-shirt over a long sleeve shirt, but is just one piece of clothing. Yeah, like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob wore that a lot. Like it yeah, wasn't it was, it was it was popular, but it wasn't cool. Uh, it was it was cool-ish. It, I mean, yeah. a lot a lot of people had that look, but like our sexy heroes weren't wearing it. It was just something young people well, wore. Usually, it was what kind of the the flip sarcastic sidekick character was going to wear. Yeah, or, like Matthew Lillard would wear that in or, a movie. Or the boyfriend character of the main heroine. He'd be seen in one of those shirts. And yeah. he, he doesn't put on spyware. He doesn't put on anything practical at all. No. He's going to Sierra Leone. He doesn't change outfits. He's just in this <laughs> Dave Matthews Band concert going outfit. Yeah. And I, and I think that there's something kind of refreshing about that. He's always going to be that guy. He's always going to yeah. be young MacGyver, fully in character, doesn't care. There's yeah. no prep. He's not savvy to the, the ground. He's just going to land. He's going to do what he does. So the opening of young MacGyver... Is the only kind of MacGyvery. It's the thing. most MacGyvery thing. Now, here's the thing. Well, mm, Everyone right. has their idea of what MacGyver is, but if you actually watch MacGyver, mm. and again, I've only really seen like a chunk of it, but even one chunk, there are all different kinds of episodes. Mm. There are episodes where MacGyver goes up against the mob. There are episodes, again, where MacGyver goes into a haunted house. There's an episode with MacGyver versus a natural disaster. There's an episode of MacGyver that's basically like that Sylvester Stallone movie Daylight, which is just <laughs> trying to break out of some underground, you know, cave in or whatever. Uh-huh. It's just a whole, basically, it's just you just shove him into any situation, mm. and it's interesting. Yep. All that really matters is that he's he clevers his way well, out of it. Yeah, the the what you want to see in MacGyver and what he's known for, and maybe even this the myth is bigger than the actual episodes of the show at this point, is is his cleverness. We want to see problem solving. Sure. That that's the appeal of the show. We want to see somebody in a tense situation who does who out clevers the situation with unconventional means. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot on him and he has to work his way out using the means at his disposal. And 
as the show went on, those means got a little bit more ridiculous. And, you know, mm-hmm. the whole joke is like, oh, and I made a bomb out of a paper clip and gum. I've uh, seen him make a grappling hook out of common household objects he just happened to find in an mm-hmm. attic. Then there was another one where, like, a bad guy hacked the security system at a mansion so that there were automatic machine guns pointing at all the windows. Uh- <laughs> and he has to, like, find a way to create a radio signal using stuff he found in the kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. it's weird stuff. Like, right away. Uh-huh. Like, they, they didn't, like, hide it. it. This wasn't, like, late in the game they ran out of ideas. They did weird shit right from the beginning. But the opening of Young MacGyver, the opening gambit, if you will, uh, <laughs> is actually pretty cool. So MacGyver is on a, looks like a skiing trip. He's in the, he's in the mountains. It's mm-hmm. cold. Snow everywhere. There's uh, an explosion and a bunch of, like, miners or, like, scientific researchers who are doing stuff mm. with, like, ore in the they're, ground. They're scientists, yeah. yeah. Uh, Geologists. Like, 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 two of them die, but then, like, one of them gets trapped gets in a in, crevasse. And, but it's it's the second crevasse. It crea- two crevasses were created, and he's trapped in the one further away. And they so can't get to they him. Because they can't get over the first crevasse. And, so. he's like, and he's, like, trapped, trapped. Like, at the beginning of that movie, San Andreas, but without mm. the car. Like, he's really <laughs> screwed. Uh, I, and I love that you go to the movie San Andreas, as if that's something people, a lot of people are really familiar it's with. It's like the bit in Cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> he's really screwed. So, he, the young MacGyver has to find a way to get over to the crevasse and climb down into the, the secondary crevasse to, to rescue this dude. So he goes up the mountain... Mm. Makes a, a makeshift bomb out of, like, a propane stove he was going to use, I guess, for camping. Uh-huh. Starts another avalanche that fills the first crevasse. He uses the rest of, uses the rest of the propane stove to sled down as fast as he possibly the, the can. The propane stove and a, an inflatable rollout uh, like mattress. mattress. Yeah. And then he dismantles the propane stove to create claws on his shoes so that he can climb down the crevasse and help lift the guy up. That's neat stuff. That's pretty cool. I'm actually totally digging it. I'm actually... Now, the problem is, like, before we get to that, we do have to see young MacGyver in a fast food eating contest. That's how we establish how hip and cool he is. That's the first thing. This is 2003, and the 90s weren't dead yet, so... Yeah, we like to think still, decades die like as soon as almost instantly. No, there's it, always a few whimpers. It, it, it takes three, four, sometimes even five years. We for still the had evanescence. Really... This is my point. <laughs> Limp biscuit was not embarrassing yet. Limp to, biscuit, mo- to some people, Limp biscuit was always embarrassing. Some people right. were sticking by Limp biscuit. Is my point? Uh, yeah, you know, if you were a new metal fan, yeah, I know you're embarrassed now. We're all embarrassed now. <laughs> We can let it go now. If you if you had got more than one Alien Ant Farm record, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> you had one. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, they had one good cover. One, that, yeah, that's it. If, and if your big hit is a cover, you're in trouble. But <laughs> this had that sort of Capri Sun commercial edge of hipness that they're trying to cram into it, well, which it was, was very a very 90s attitude, a very 90s aesthetic, we, even though it was still already the early 2000s. We were having a, a, a very minor, very short-lived debate as we were watching this opening as to whether it was more like Extreme Ops or Aspen Extreme. <laughs> now, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I don't know the difference. They're the same movie. You're, okay. just, you're watching back-to-back, you may as well watch the same it one twice. It was Die Hard with, with Extreme Sports skiers. Mm. Oh, Aspen Extreme, I think, had more like bikinis in it and more, ah. because Aspen is rich town. But uh Apology. bikinis on the on the on the on the skiing? Yeah, that like women there, there are scenes of women like going up to the slopes in their big coats and then whipping off their coats and they have bikinis and they sun in the snow because they, they get, be cold? <laughs> yes, that's what the hot tubs are for and the hot cocoa and the snuggling. 
and the hypothermia treatments where you I get into a, a sleeping bag with somebody in the nude. I think you're thinking of Ski School well, with, that, Dean, with Dean Cameron. That too. <laughs> okay. Ski School is also in this in this matrix. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it's, it's very 1990s in a lot of ways. So we have to establish that our young character is not a cool, efficient badass. Or an adult. Or he, that he's still... He's still Young mm-hmm. MacGyver, the CW and, version of this, if you will. But this was pre CW. But yeah, yeah or was it WB was around? I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess yeah. this was around that time. But yeah, this this yeah. was this is Smallville era. We we have to prove that he's a, a relatable character to the youth market, I suppose. Yeah. So the way they do that is to have this fast food eating contest. So we were introduced his, to he, me- and his, he and his best friend, yeah. who we only see in this opening scene. I guess he was going to play a bigger role later in the show. But uh, they have a game that they've been playing since they were 12. One of them has to guess the price of randomly selected items on a fast food menu. Uh, whoever guesses wrong has to eat it. And if they don't eat it, they have to pay the other I, guy. I don't think that's how it works. How it works. It, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, that like, game. Thought, yeah. in, you know, that that dice game in the second parts of the Caribbean movie where you just you don't look at your dice and you're guessing how high what, what the number amounts to. Uh-huh. And eventually you call bullshit. There's no way you have all sixes under there. Mm-hmm. And you just see how far you can go. It's called Liar's Dice. Yeah, yeah Liar's Dice. You're basically saying Liar's Dice at McDonald's, where it's basically like, yeah, I'll bet I can eat $20 worth of food. Mm. I bet you can eat $21 worth of food. I can eat $22 worth of food. I can eat $24 worth of food. Bullshit. <laughs> so then he gets to order, but he gets to order however he wants. Oh, like, he just has to have the food. No, because they order and then she gives the price and then they say oh. you lose. So I, I'm guess yeah. I thought they were guessing the price and if they guessed like it was the price is right. If he guessed too high, then he loses. The rules of the game the are food. awkward. In any case, he he guesses twenty four dollars. Yes, to eat pr- a bunch of fast food, yeah. including an apple pie. Yeah, and um, and he's he he does so, it. He so eats that, the that, pie. that opening gambit, he's he's like loaded down with garbage food. It would have been funny if that had somehow come into play. Like, <laughs> like he he, he, needed, he needed to vomit a frozen bridge or something. Or yeah, like be, oh, I need something acidic. Hang on a second. Blarg! Okay, yeah. here you go. You hungry? Hang on. This this one's not digested oh, yet. God. Those, Thank you, audience. Yeah, Thank see, you for joining yeah. us. I can't feed, too feed, soon. Feed the des- Stick around. We got more classy stuff coming. Feed the desperate guy like a mama feeds her baby birds. And it turns out that the 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 <laughs> the accident that caused this avalanche wasn't an accident at all. It was actually a terrorist uh, plot, and the plot was basically the plot of Goldfinger. Yeah, they're destroying diamonds to make their own diamonds more valuable. Yeah, there's conflict diamonds in Sierra Leone that are being used to fund a terrorist effort. Uh, and they destroyed this new diamond mine in an effort to make sure their diamonds are more valuable so they can buy this new missile mm. and use it to destroy an aircraft carrier. And that's okay. All right. That's, that's fine. That's, that's sta- standard spy stuff. James Bond has worked on much less. Well, so and again, we this, this really reminds me of James Bond Jr., which, uh, yeah. again, wasn't about James Bond Jr. It was about James Bond's nephew, who also happened to be named James Bond. Shouldn't be named Junior if that's the case. Well, he should if if James Bond's uh, James Bond's brother is also named James, or if, if they're James, both named James, or if or if James Bond's uh, brother had a low sperm count and James actually had to like you know to sort of help out. Which you and know, he that's, was that's not, and, just, and James Bond Jr. Not, doesn't know yet. That may not be beyond James Bond, but I, uh, I don't think. I'm pretty sure James Bond has it in him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure James Bond could pull, could pull that. You, off. you remember when that was the joke with James Bond? You look at a lot of the James Bond spoofs to come out in like the '60s. You look mm-hmm. at the Matt Helm movies or the or the Flint movies or or Casino, the original Casino Royale. 
they're all about how his illegitimate children everywhere well illegitimate children and how overly sexual he is that he just sleeps with every woman that's the only gag they have with james bond Mm -hmm. so there are many a trope in james bond like merely one we we kind of accept that trope now or we kind of make fun of the fact that it's made fun of but yeah at the time it was just seen as completely bonkers that he's always sleeping with these women so it's still completely bonkers it's still completely bonkers yes and if you accept james bond as the same character all along he's he's had he's he has a higher count than some porn stars i do not buy this theory that james bond is a different uh spy who takes on the code name james bond every yeah. time it doesn't actually play yeah. they keep referring to the same dead wife with like roger moore and timothy dalton it's well the same guy. Un- un- unless he has to take on the details of the lives of his previous yes, i'm sure the morning process has to be the same and blowfeld totally recognizes him and Blofeld, who looks different in every in every. Well, Blofeld movie anyway. actually has cosmetic surgery to hide his identity because he's a bad guy. Well, that's true. To be fair, uh, in any case, the pilot continues. <laughs> Young MacGyver then goes to the Phoenix Foundation to explain what he's what he has found, and he goes into an elevator, and the lady whose hearing aid is broken says, "Are you Young MacGyver?" No, I'm Clay MacGyver. He says, "The old MacGyver fixed my hearing aid with a paper clip and a jelly bean." Mm. And then another guy walks in. It's like, "Hey, are you young MacGyver?" No, I'm Clay MacGyver. MacGyver was really, really cool. He's the reason I have a mullet. I'm bald now, but I had a mullet for a while. You're like MacGyverito. Uh huh. Then he gets off the elevator. Uh, again, '90s. We have to work in some sort of awkward sitcomish humor to balance out how cool the character is. Well, and I think I think it's an awkward way of doing it. But they're trying to establish the idea that again, there was an original MacGyver. Mm. This is in continuity, and that he is living in the guy's shadow, and that mm. he is, you know, it, it bothers him that he's in the he's in the original MacGyver's shadow, but that he is working it out and he's yeah. not he's not like cow-toed by it like mm. he's finding his own identity but the yeah, the plot uh, then kicks in and yeah the, we, we, meet, we know the plot well anyway. we, meet, we, we meet we meet oh, we meet we meet the team we meet yeah. his his stern black boss who's yeah. a, a total boilerplate mm. character uh, the general that's just his name mm. uh played by ron i i assume it's canada his Ron, name is Ron, Ron, Ron Can- Canada or Ron yeah. Kenyatta. I don't know, uh, but you might recognize him. He's a, he's a very prolific character actor. Mm. He was on Lone Star, Murder One, a series I would love to cover on this show, but it lasted two seasons. Yeah. You may also remember him from Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, starring David Hasselhoff. Oh yeah, that's a real yeah. thing. That was he, written by David Goyer, the guy who wrote Batman Begins. It's he, weird. That that dude's been around, uh, and yeah. and he also has a hot uh, hot female man companion. Female man companion. Fair. Female. Well, uh, and she she's the not Joey Lauren Adams character. She's actually uh, uh, she's the scientist mm-hmm. who is not part of the military. Yeah, she's a civilian scientist working with the Phoenix Foundation, uh, and she's played by again. I apologize if I get the name wrong, uh, pronunciation wrong. Kiel Sanchez, uh, who if he, if she looks really familiar to you, if you look this up online again, you can find it pretty easily on like Daily Motion or YouTube. Uh, she was Nikki on Lost. Now, ah, you didn't okay. watch Lost. I, I saw the first four episodes of Lost, and I thought it was dumb. About th- in about the third season of Lost, they realized that they were kind of like they'd kind of like used up all the characters. Like every episode had flashbacks, <laughs> uh-huh. and we kind of knew everything we needed to know about everybody. So what they tried to do is they tried to introduce a few characters on the island who we just hadn't really spent time with before. Because mm. there are about 40 survivors on that plane crash. Okay. Uh, and we but don't there's really... there's only like sp- five or six main characters. Yeah, we're like 10 or 12, but there were still others around. Right. And we just never really had spent any time with them. So the idea was, well, let's ma- 
maybe bump some of them up to supporting status and see. And one, two of them were Nikki and Paolo. Nikki and Paolo were young lovers. Mm. Nobody liked them. <laughs> nothing interesting. Everybody hated their guts. And then about halfway through the season, we finally had the episode where we found out that Nikki and Paolo were like con artists who murdered someone, stole money, and then they ended up like betraying each other on the island and got themselves like bitten by a rare spider and buried alive by the team. Like by the core cast. They didn't know they were buried alive. They thought they were dead. Uh, but the, they were buried alive and little, murdered by all of our favorite cast members. A little bit of fan service there then. Just I kill was, off the characters you hate. They, they, I think they tried to play it off as like a joke they were playing the entire time. It didn't play. Uh, it was just, it's probably... That and the episode about how Jack got his tattoos are just ones like... We didn't care. Who cares? Jeez. We did not care. Um, you were really patting out the show at that point. So she goes out into the field with him. Uh, they take on some other characters. You, you forgot about the head shaving. Part. Oh, well, in order to find where they need to go, uh, yeah. they need the coordinates of where the bad guy's village is. And as it turns out, the coordinates are hidden partially in a computer file that they've hacked and part and that computer file is completed it's it's it's, encri- it's an encrypted file by a code that is tattooed on the back of the head of a guy they apprehended yeah a uh, young macgyver somehow knows this it's not explained yeah. how he knows this but he knows that there's something on the back of this guy's head and shaves his head Completely unmotivated. We're not really sure why he does this. He's doing it just to be mean. But as it turns out, there's a tattoo on the back of his head. So, like, we see this guy who's being interrogated. And he's being interrogated in that one white room in the Matrix where literally anything can be. It's negative space. Well, and indeed, that's what the whole, uh, like, computer setup is like. We don't see any walls. It's not a set. They just have everything. And there's just blackness all around them. And And that's a good way to save money. Yeah. I think think they're trying to make cheapness look cool. And Yeah, they're trying to make it look cool and it you know it allows you to have several rooms in this sort of mysterious open space uh I'm not it's sure just, how good it looks and now but, it, uh, they're trying to make it look cool it doesn't uh, in any case they, they can't get the uh, the code they need to decrypt the file out of this suspected terrorist macgyver says give me time with him like mm-hmm. in 24 and he just runs in points at him and says tell me everything you know well and the guy doesn't the guy doesn't say anything it's actually it's a really great like, moment because uh, yeah, Jer- jared palalecki smashes the table points at him and says tell me everything you know it's not convincing for a second and he knows it's not convincing he kind of looks at the camera and says well i thought i'd try i knew i knew it wasn't gonna work it's a great little character moment i think we know it's cute. we see that he can't be tough and i think that's an yeah. important thing to acknowledge about young mcgyver and then he says something really weird he says bring me an electric razor well he says you have nice hair and uh, he says bring me an electric razor and i think the idea was he was going to shave his head just to be sort of mean to him yeah just to make him uncomfortable and, and as it turns out he had a code on the back of his head it was a complete accident the, the implication is that mcgyver knew there'd be something there it's just completely random and mm. odd and kind of doesn't fit the logic of MacGyver. Like, you'd think there'd be some sort of clue, some sort of indication mm. that perhaps like there was something here. You have a nice haircut for, uh, it's yeah. a kind of a short haircut for somebody who's been out in the, any, something. Something, like, like yeah. some sort of indication. In any case, they go to Sierra Leone, uh, and MacGyver sneaks into this, um, like, they're using slave labor to mine diamonds so they can buy this big missile. MacGyver sneaks in to try to steal information, but he can't help himself. He has to try to help this guy who's going to get shot in the face. He ends up getting caught. And 
sure enough, he ends up like strapped to a girder in the middle of a mine, and the bad guys leave a time bomb there mm. while they just leave. And I'm like, I can't remember the last time I saw that unironically. <laughs> like, it's just old school. And the mm. guy even stops to make a speech mm. about the hypocrisy of America. And you li- and you watch it now. You probably watch it then and have the same effect. But you watch it now, and it got you just like. Well, he has a point. Well, I, I, it is pretty hypocritical I, I of us to, to to talk about peace when we're sending yeah. MacGyver into your your well, city. No, to, that's that's fine because yeah. MacGyver doesn't kill. MacGyver's a peaceful dude. Apologies. These, these, these are you do have an aircraft pa- pa- carrier off the coast of your, well, of your this Sierra Leone, and, and, and yeah. the, the Phoenix Institute is clearly some sort of military install, installation. The Phoenix so, Foundation or Foundation, excuse me. Um, so MacGyver, uh, he turns out. He doesn't actually save himself. Mm. Uh, Nikki from Lost ends up like saving him at the last possible second. They're all fine. Mm. Uh, but then, like the the last like half or quarter of the show, mm. it's actually pretty cool. MacGyver like like in order to help track the wherever the jeeps went, mm. he like put, shoved a quarter into he, the he, tire treads. Well, and then this is an. Uh, <sighs> This is the frustrating thing about this pilot. That first opening sequence where he climbs into the crevasse is mm. cool MacGyvery stuff. Really cool MacGyvery stuff. Does nothing else that creative throughout the rest of the show. Well, not uh, that creative. And he, so he he manages to, using just like bits out of a radio, essentially weld a nail to a quarter out of his pocket so he can put it in a tire and figure out where that car is going because it'll leave imprints of the quarter. Um, yeah. As opposed spinning. to the other tire treads, he'll know yeah. exactly where that Jeep went. Yeah, I mean, it's not the way that would work, but I understand the logic. It's pretty fine. cute. Um, then he he goes into their new camp and he starts rewiring uh, the missile. One guy has him at gunpoint, and he like, MacGyver takes a machete and like hits like a tube a, and it a, like a flings tube, itself. A and, tube of co- he cuts a tube of coolant and the tube slaps the bad guy in the face and yeah. knocks him over. MacGyver has to fight a guy and he's kind of crap at it. He hurts his hand. Uh he ends up having doesn't he have to use like bodies or something to help him repel? Yeah, well he he wants to repel down a cliff and at first he ties the repelling rope to a Jeep, but then the Jeep starts rolling down the hill away from the edge of the cliff. So he can't and, use and so it. So he can't use it. So yeah, two of the guys he knocked out, he uses them as his counterweight. And that's MacGyver. And that's MacGyver. That's pretty MacGyver. And the guys are sliding closer and closer to the edge of the cliff, and they're getting really worried, and it's actually kind of a fun scene. Yeah, that's a fun bit. Mm. Um, in any case, MacGyver stops the missile at the last possible he second. Cha- it changes the coordinates, it yeah. lands. It misses the aircraft carrier, but then it still there's blows a, up something. There's, we a, don't, there's a spectacular like really badly composited explosion <laughs> like you can see the bottom mat line of like over the surface of the water yeah it's just awful looking yeah well but again this was an unaired pilot and you can tell one of the things with unaired pilots is you know the vfx aren't entirely finished mm-hmm. some of the establishing shots are kind of crap and the music is usually temporary which is why most of the music in young macgyver it's is licensed actually, music it's, yeah. well it's licensed music but it's also most of it's from the run lola run soundtrack yeah which yeah, is a the, fantastic soundtrack with a really propulsive oh. bunch of like techno songs but they it cle- feels appropriate they clearly weren't going to use that though that, no. was, that was their scratch track and uh there was a hate to say i say i told you so by don't remember who was the hives or the vines. Hate to say, uh, I think yeah. I think it was the hives. The hives. I'm gonna look that up, but in, 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 in my mind, like to I, give I credit where credit is due. I know they're not too similar, but they're just they're the same band in my head. No, uh, I remember the hives. They actually on the MTV Music Awards once they had like a rock off between the hives and the vines because okay. they were considered so similar. Yeah. Was the joke? 
Uh, it was the hives. The hives. It so was yeah, the hives. That, that's played early in the episode. They clearly weren't going to use. Hate to say, I told you so, because that would have cost too much to license, especially in two thousand three. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it was fun hearing that music. As you pointed out, there was Run Little Run. I didn't quite recognize it. Uh, oh yeah, Michelle so, and I picked up on it right away because it's, <laughs> it's they they use the most iconic tracks. Like yeah. it's right up there, and that that's basically that. The implication was he'd have more adventures, and it would be more tonally similar mm. to the original MacGyver. Than the new one, for better or worse. I like the original MacGyver better. I know a lot of people like the new one. I, I badmouthed it. I think I just sort of explained why it's not for me. Mm. Um, and that's kind of it. Again, it was a pilot. We don't have too much to say about it other than. Would, uh, well, I, what do you want? Would you have wanted to see it go to series? Well, yeah. Okay. I actually would. I th- I've seen a lot of the adventure type shtick. That was coming out like the early two thousands. You know the the Smallville ripoffs, the Tarzan the series, which yeah. we can track that down. That might be it, fun. I think these are all children of Hercules, but yeah, children of Hercules, children of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer as yeah, well. For sure. um, just this sort of you know youthful adventure dynamic. Mm. Nothing wrong with it. Often it sucked. Sometimes it was great. Here, here's the I, problem. I, I I liked the tone of this, and I think this could have gotten yeah. better. Here, the t- I like the tone. I liked Clay MacGyver as a character. He wasn't terribly well drawn out. He wasn't complex or anything. Well, MacGyver but he was, wasn't necessarily complex uh, right, either. He was but, just a guy you shove into a situation. But he had that same Richard Dean Anderson uh, attitude in that he was kind. He was flip confident. Uh, he joked around a lot, but he also realized how serious everything was. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a dick. He wasn't a seducer. He wasn't a tough guy. He wasn't a rock star. And I appreciate that about MacGyver. Yeah, they uh, understood so, that he's so kind many, of a dork. Every single action hero you see is now a rock star. They just sort of they're confident and they're handsome and they stand on their destruction, mm-hmm. saying, oh, "I'm a I'm a badass." And even if they're uh, not like super duper badass, they're kind they're of a badass in their own way. Like yeah. you look at the Flash. Mm-hmm. Grant Gustin is kind of a dweeb. But he's a hunky dweeb. Yeah. He's exactly the kind of dweeb no. you want to fuck. Now, Jared Padalecki is somebody I want to make out violently with. <laughs> his skin like an angel. But uh, <laughs> his, his, his handsomeness is, is incidental, it seems, in yeah. this show. Mm-hmm. And nobody comments on how hot he is. He's just sort of... well. Sort of a hot dude. Again, he's not really a sexual entity. It's Mm. not really what it's about. And I appreciate that. And I think this is actually a pretty good marriage of the sort of action dynamic people are digging from the new MacGyver. And again, that sort of dweeby, asexual, Mm. uh, uh, just (laughs) fun and game. Boy Scout attitude from the original. Mm. Here's what I kind of baffles me about it. Why do you think this didn't... Because I've seen some bad pilots before, and they just suck. <laughs> There's really nothing bad about this. Why do you think this didn't go to series? Why do you... Because I've seen a lot of shit that actually went to series. Why did I, this I, not get to the series? I, I think? think it was it was too late uh, for the, mm. a show like this. Um, like I said, this was... It, it was leaning back toward the 90s rather than looking forward towards the 2000s. This was 2003. We already had stuff like 24. Action was turning really hard-edged and really steely and very cold. Paul mm. Greengrass and the Bourne stuff was well, all, all coming into being at this time. And all of that and stuff the, was very much a reaction on 9-11 and yeah, it was as all, well. It was, it was all hard to have fun so with it. You can't have a fun terrorism show right in 2003. There's no spot for it. We're in 2016. Now they can bring it back. Now they can do goofy shit again. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, we, we've gotten over it more or less in terms of oh, what we're putting we're, into movies. We're able to enjoy uh, it without being like without the context being inescapable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it was it was after its time. Mm. Uh, it, it was too much of a throwback. Um, nobody would have had fun watching this handsome young dude take on terrorists in a Macgyvery way. That's probably MacGyver true. was dead at this point. And that's a shame. There was no place in the world for MacGyver. In I would have loved to have seen young MacGyver team up with old MacGyver, which again, by having Richard Dean Anderson's photo in it, it's clearly they wanted it eventually. Yeah. Like that was part well, of the promise is that eventually yeah. he'd come back. And here's the problem. I mean, Jared Padalecki, how old was he when he made this? Like um, 21? Probably, he was, he was probably pretty, his early 20s. He was, he was a young dude, yeah. and you can call a young MacGyver with a young dude, but how long can you get away with calling him young MacGyver? He's younger than Richard Dean Anderson, and he always will be. I, su- I suppose he's younger, young, yeah, he's younger the youngest, than old MacGyver. He's the youngest MacGyver they've I, got. I suppose So even if he's 60, he's still younger than Richard Dean Anderson. Um but you know that's the problem uh, with a lot of Jerry Padalecki is my age, so he would have been like he's like a couple of months younger than me. Okay, so he would have so, been about twenty or twenty-one. Yeah, he would have been he would have been like college age. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, if if you have a, a nineteen, twenty, twenty-one-year-old MacGyver, you can call him Young MacGyver. Yeah. And I honestly if, think the show probably the show, wouldn't have lasted until if the show lasts four years and he's in his mid twenties. I mean, still pretty young. I still call I call people in their mid twenties young because I'm an old fart, but. Yeah. That that's also just sort of prime spy age at that point. Well, what if you you let it go for about five seasons, and a young MacGyver runs its course, and then like a couple of uh, years later, you want to bring it back? You just call it MacGyver. I suppose you so. call it MacGyver. Just MacGyver. Change, change the title. Regular MacGyver. Regular MacGyver. OG <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> OG MacGyver. OG um, MacGyver. It's, uh, it's hard to say where you'd want this show to go because honestly, other than teaming up with the original MacGyver. Mm. Basically, just gets in crazy adventures all the time and thinks oh, that's all I want. It's the exact same premise as the original MacGyver. Yeah. And you know what? Just going globe trekking and getting in wacky adventures is sadly, it's not really a premise we have anymore. Mm, uh, no so freewheeling fun to it be would, had. It, remember when TV was fun? Remember well, when entertainment was fun? To be fair, to be fair, uh, uh, Supernatural has that. A okay, lot. Supernatural yeah. is probably the last great. Uh, I mean, they still have like oh, like story arcs, but, but a lot still, of the episodes are very episodic. Week, yeah. yeah, it's basically like, hey, because you know, it's all about sort of the mythology of America. Uh, yeah, there's but, a lot of road tripping going on. Yeah, in but like, there's the road trip mythology, but there's also they'll deal with stuff like the Wendigo, mm. or they'll deal with here's where Hookhand comes from. Like okay. you know that that old is, story. Is there That's a, Jer- a real thing. Is there a Jersey Devil episode? I believe there I'm is. Sure, there's yeah. of it. They do. They, they've done everything by now. It's like the lo- it's like one of the longest running TV shows. Right. Aren't they in like season fourteen or something? Yeah, at this it's point? ridiculous. Yeah, it's, crazy. it's insane. I, it's, I I'm baffled, but like good for them. Mm. Um, and I guess you know Young MacGyver's failure is all of our uh, success because we get Supernatural. Supernatural mm. was well, we, uh, we not get, a huge hit, but it's a cult hit. Well, like, it's very get, popular. We get that. Act. Would Supernatural have worked with a different actor, though? That's the question. The chemistry is really important to it. It would right. be like, would X-Files have worked if someone other than David Duchovny have done it? Maybe not. It's true. Maybe. Uh, I have... 
since David Duchovny is so firmly ensconced in my brain, I have trouble yeah. picturing anybody else in that role, but I'm sure there's somebody well, else who would have been equally capable. Yeah, chemistry is really important mm-hmm. on a show like that because all you really have, mm-hmm. and from episode to episode, is the, the protagonists. So if their chemistry uh, isn't spot role. on, you, you lose something. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not saying it's impossible for someone to act on par with Jensen Ackles, <laughs> who's a talented performer, but he's not Olivier. You know, you, you, I'm sure you could find somebody, but there was no guarantee and they found a really really good uh uh, pairing they play off each other really really great and i think it all worked out okay was macgyver even though it didn't technically air but they they asked for it and then they decided not to make more so it was kind of (laughs) canceled so it It was i think it was canceled i think it's fair to say it was canceled was it canceled too soon uh yes uh i i prefer my entertainment to be uh, kind of of this stripe mm. where we can have fun adventures, interesting characters without needing to make the series feel more important by making the mythology too complex. Yeah. And I haven't seen the new MacGyver. I'm sure that's what they're doing. Cause that's just the trends in TV right now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, something of, of this flavor is something that I really enjoy and really enjoyed as a youth and would have enjoyed later on as well. Uh, that the rest of the world didn't want it uh, is beside the point. The rest of the world really didn't get to weigh in. The, the, the network really didn't air it. They didn't really mm. give it a shot. Uh, and I, I'm disappointed because I I liked it too. And I think mm. it was canceled too soon. I think it deserved to at least to try to go to series. <laughs> and if it gets canceled mm. halfway through the season, people just mm. weren't into it. Fair enough. But it's it was good enough. Mm. It was entertaining so, enough. And we didn't really talk about uh, who uh, directed I, I wanted this. to see. I wanted to bring up the name of the director because yeah. his name uh, is Stephen... Herrick. Herrick. Yeah. And Stephen Herrick directed some of my like favorite movies as a youth. <laughs> yeah, they didn't uh, get he, just some TV guy. I mean, he, mm. he's done TV, but they got like a real director uh, Dave, to do this. David Herrick did Critters. Great movie. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Classic movie. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Very fun movie. The Mighty Ducks. Great that movie. That really shitty Three Musketeers movie from the 90s. It's shitty, but it's entertainingly shitty. Okay. It's a very watchable movie. He did the Academy Award nominated film Mr. Holland's Opus. He did one, the live action 101 Dalmatians, which mm. is not as bad as you'd think. Yeah, uh... Holy Man with Eddie Murphy, nobody remembers. Uh, Rockstar is kind of fun. Rockstar is kind of fun, and uh, then he started doing films that weren't as well regarded, like yeah. Into the Blue Part 2. Yeah, the straight-to-video uh, version of it. So, so his, yeah, career, his he, career took a the, slide the down. The Cutting Edge, colon, Fire and Ice. I love the original Cutting Edge, and I've always meant to watch the straight-to-video sequels just <laughs> to see if they keep it alive. Because the, the original Cutting Edge, that's a good movie. Mm. That's a good movie for what it is. Uh, also, it was written by uh, Samuel Baum, uh, who created the series Lie to Me, which okay. was relatively short-lived. It lasted a couple of seasons, but it was a reasonably it's popular the, show. The, the Tim Roth vehicle. Yeah, it was, it was a show about a guy uh, who was who basically studied human behavior and could always tell when someone was lying, and they just shoved him into different situations to see how mm. he'd respond to that. He also did a show that is... Um, that sounds kind of generic. I'm not sure how soon we'll get to it, but it was a one-season wonder called The Evidence, which was about a cop <laughs> investigating his wife's murder. Okay. Um, I don't know anything more about it than that. It didn't last very long, but maybe we'll get to it eventually because I liked what he did with Young MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Young MacGyver. He deserved better. All right, so uh, 
So, would you like to announce the? Uh, actually, we have some letters. If uh, you want me to, let's say, milk it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's make them wait. This. Let's read some actual letters. If you want to email, cancel too soon. You're going to email mm-hmm. the the email we use for both podcasts. It's bmoviespodcast at gmail That's all one word, no mm-hmm. hyphens, underscores, anything like that. We use the one email address for both yeah. of our shows. Uh, we always take suggestions. We literally, I counted recently. We have over 400 suggestions. It's pretty crazy. It will take us a while to get to them, but keep sending them in because if we find something that excites us we'll or, do it and we do pay attention to what's getting the most votes and we do try to get to those sooner than later yeah, yeah, um we also answer questions uh if you want to talk about uh, a show that we're about to review like we announced we're doing it next week and you want to have your letter read in time mm-hmm. by all means send us your thoughts on the show let us know what you thought if you watched it when it first came out if you discovered it later um well and again we'll answer your questions anything mm-hmm. at all what do we got so uh, far? this comes from sam uh sam says hey bibs and we wheezy. Ooh. He, he says. Uh, he says you should have a nickname. Well, you I should have a wick. I should have a nickname. I don't know about Wheezy. I don't know if I want to be known as Wheezy. But, Wheezy's uh, kind of bad. But I, I, Wheezy, I, Wheezy sounds like you have a condition. I, 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 I laud your effort. Okay. Uh, I want to be honest and say that I'm surprised at how much I like your podcast. Thank you. Uh, I'll take it. It's <laughs> yeah. Fine. Okay. Cool. Uh, this isn't to say that I think that the premise of your podcast is an unlikable one. It's just that after high school, I inexplicably stopped enjoying TV and movies for the most part. You know what? That's the time for it. You want you want to go out into the world. You don't have to stay in movies and TV. You don't have uh, to watch movies and TV. You can do other stuff. Read. Try reading. This is especially yeah, great. Re, re, read a book. Uh, especially true for TV, where I have a hard time just getting myself to watch the shows that I actually enjoy. So I really didn't expect myself to actually enjoy listening to a podcast about failed TV shows. But I fell in love from the first episode. Well, thank oh, you for listening. Thank you so much. I first discovered your podcast because after four years away, I reactivated my Facebook account and noticed that a guy I went to high school school with William was promoting his new podcast. Oh, you know this guy. I do know this guy. <laughs> I hope he wasn't a bully or something. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I blocked out so many of my memories from high school. Uh, I gave it a listen for the novelty of it, but just as I mentioned, I kept listening because of the merits of the podcast. Anyway, I'd like to formally request that you do an episode about American Gothic, the 1995 series produced by Sam Raimi, not the 2016 series. I like that series a lot, and mm. we I'm sure we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. I like that series uh, my a lot. Mom that and I wa- really cool. My mom and I watched the show when it first came out, and we loved it, so we were both disappointed when it wasn't renewed. I would also like to invoke the having gone to high school with Bibbs and I was also in the movie club he founded (laughs) clause of the podcast code to bump my request to the top of the list. I know that today is the 1st of November. Oh, well, actually, that's when you wrote this. Uh, And you just spent the entire month covering scary shows from the 90s, but that is the podcast code. Thank you and keep up with the good work. P.S. William, congratulations on the marriage. Thank you very much. Sam. Yeah, I started a movie club in high school because we didn't have one. It was rather short-lived, but I remember mm. like we would meet at lunch and we'd like watch Night of the Hunter in chunks yeah. to try to get through it. Um, and uh, mm. yeah, it, it didn't last terribly long, but <laughs> we tried. Uh, but thanks for, thanks for writing in, and I'm glad you like the show. Thank yeah. you, man. Uh, Hope this, you're doing well, too. Uh, this one comes from Ori. It says, hello, wit and bib. Ah. Uh, long-time listener, first-time writer. Got to know you two through William's participation to What the Flick. Uh, once I started to listen to your intellectual slash lowbrow talks on movies, I was hooked. Uh, thank you. That's, that's, that's about right. I, I intellectual guess, yeah. and lowbrow. That's that's me. You know, the high and the low, the, 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 the sublime and the ridiculous. I like ridiculous. to be intellectual about do. lowbrow entertainment. Uh, absolutely. And yeah. I like to be lowbrow about intellectual entertainment. There you go. Uh, after, uh, listening to it everywhere I could. After a while, I started listening to Cancel Too Soon, which only doubled my obsession. I would like to suggest a show for your podcast, Casablanca, which we've talked about before. We're going to do it in, uh, we're gonna do it in mm-hmm. January. Five we got episodes. it. 
I'm too young to have seen this show as it came out about a decade before I was born. Oh, gosh, I feel old. Uh, <laughs> but I think it can be a great addition to your show as it can, A, let you talk about Casablanca, one of the best movies ever made. True that. No argument. Uh, compare the co- and contrast be- between the movie and the show and see, <laughs> take you out of the 90s and into the 80s. We're trying to stay out of the 90s as much as possible for the time being. We'll I go think back. we have like one we're going to do in December, yeah. but we're trying to stay out of it for uh, a bit. Unfortunately, I don't know where you can find this show. I hope you find it and can do it. It's uh, on DVD. You can yeah. find it. Uh, and it is not terribly expensive because no one cared. And it was pretty <laughs> short. I think it was only like five or six yeah. episodes. Uh, but yeah, that is weirdly one of our most requested shows. Nobody talks about it. But mm-hmm. as soon as we announced we did a show about Wendy's well, and Wonders, people wanted us to do it. I think people want to hear about it from us so they don't have to watch it themselves. And that's fine, mm-hmm. by the way. That's totally okay if you want us to, like, if you've heard about a show mm-hmm. and you want us to review it so you can tell whether or not you want to. That's fine. Oh. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> that. Any more? Uh, that one's a suggestion. Yeah, we have uh, at least one other. Uh, uh, here we go. Okay. Uh, this comes from yeah. uh, Arthur. Hi, Arthur. Uh, hi, dear William and Whitney, I have a recommendation that is definitely good, but probably not too easy to watch legally where you are. Hmm. Uh, so, oh, we have a British uh, British listener. Uh, the show is Channel 4's Buried from 2003 and was referred to as the British Oz, but it's a lot more down to earth than that program. I'm not... It's not really an uplifting experience, but it's got good acting, and I've been told it's one of the most accurate depictions of UK prison life. Interesting. Uh, the reliably watchable Lenny James is an out-of-depth, middle-class chap who gets sent... I'm, I'm reading about this because I need to know about these sorts of shows. Sure. Um, gets set... Ends up in the same institution where his more wayward brother is the daddy. Uh, the series follows his path from ordinary bloke to reluctant top dog. Despite lots of acclaim, it was canceled after one series because apparently it wasn't getting as many viewers as the now forgotten soap opera about hairdressers on the BBC. Uh, they, they found out it wasn't going to get another series before the end, so it does kind of resolve itself, but it's not a very satisfying ending. I prefer the series that ends abruptly where they mm-hmm. thought they were going to keep going. Um, that, that, that's always more interesting. Well, than it I, keeps it alive uh, in your head. Yeah, you know, you always you always think about it and wonder. Yeah. Channel Four is a commercial station, but it does have public service remit, and buried is the kind of thing they should be making. Yeah, th- the government gets involved in TV production in other countries. Yeah, uh, they're, they're it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's and, actually because they, they subsidize. They actually give people money to make movies and TV movie, shows. and and as such, the shows have to have to have some sort of merit. To them, because they have to yeah. be government approved. You have to justify its existence. Yeah. You can't just do something that's pure crap. You yeah, have to yeah. actually like, and 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 granted, Britain Britain does this, mm. and they still have cool shit. They have really cool shit coming on there. They can justify Doctor Who. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, There was another more recent C4 drama I thought was very good and was shown in America called Babylon, created by Danny Boyle, uh, Sam Bain, and Jesse Armstrong. I really didn't find the pilot very engaging, but the actual series had an excellent cast and script. I don't think this one is eligible for you, though, because I believe it was canceled and was intended to be just one series long. Oh, okay. Yeah, typically. Yeah, those, those don't, miniseries don't count. Yeah, we, we may do one or two down the road, but yeah. that's not really the, the point yeah, of the show. It says, farewell, Arthur. All right, well, look, we keep a lookout for Buried, though. That actually yeah. sounds really interesting. I loved Oz. Uh, uh, Oz one, is a good one. Somebody wrote in to let us know and to let you know that Canceled Too Soon is on Podbean. Yes, uh, we so were a little confused wanna... about that, because I honestly don't know where these things go after mm-hmm. we publish them. I don't think we're still on Stitcher yet. We still need to figure that one yeah. out. Uh, I'm not the most. It sucks having to do this entirely by myself. Uh, I mean, I'm doing it with you, but I do a lot of the technical yeah, you, stuff because I can you, edit. And you're a little bit more proficient to that sort of stuff. Yeah, I took a sound editing class mm. in college, that kind of thing. But when it comes to the publicity stuff, 
I'm not really in tune with it, and I don't necessarily have the time to dedicate to it. Mm. So I, I don't know. Maybe we we're missing something. Maybe we're mm. there's something we could be doing that would you know get us into the stratosphere and having a million downloads an episode like some of these podcasts out there. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure how how did this get made? Got it up there. If you like are. our show, tell people. Tell people. Leave <laughs> That'd be great. Leave reviews on iTunes. We know that works. That, that helps. That, that bumps us up on the list. Uh, and has subscribe if you haven't already. Mm. That also really really helps. And yeah, spread the word. Tell spread people that's like, oh, yeah, I tell, need something to listen to on my commute. I know a fun podcast. Tell a friend. Uh, that would really help us out a lot. Oh, one more letter. Okay. Uh, this comes from Joseph. Uh, Hi, I just listened to your latest episode on guilt. And I really enjoyed it. Yay. Uh, I have some suggestions for episodes that might technically go against the rules for you for sh- choosing shows, but might lead to some interesting conversations. Okay. Uh, one, cover a failed TV show and its attempted remake. I suggested Col- mm. I suggest Colcheck the Night Stalker, which ran for twenty episodes in the first incarnation and ten for the redo. Uh, we could do both. Uh, we, we were planning on doing both. It was yeah. one of the things we almost did for Halloween, but mm. we kind of want to. Colchak is such a f- infamous example of a show that was canceled too soon yeah, that it ended up being of, super influential. So yeah, I'm not sure what we could add to that, but the well, the redo I doing think the redo yeah. as well. We, I think we want to really dedicate some time to Colchak, so we'll yeah. do it when we have a little bit more time yeah, to he do. Says that. you can talk about how they tried to reinvent the show, why mm-hmm. it still failed to catch on the second time around. Oh yeah, we'll or, definitely do Colchak at some point. Or two, look at the failed spinoffs from successful franchises. You can cover the Criminal Minds spinoff Suspect Behavior on the list, which lasted only 13 episodes despite being headlined by Forrest Whitaker and Janine Garofalo or yep. Fail Law and Order spinoff Trial by Jury which also lasted 13 episodes also, also on, the on list. our list yeah thanks and keep up the good work I'm interested and in, I think Aftermath didn't last very long yeah uh, the the Friends spinoff I think lasted two yeah. seasons so I don't think we can do that one yeah, we, we um, but yeah, there's a few of those, and those mm. are a lot of fun. The problem is I don't necessarily know a lot about the original show, mm. so we might have to bring on like another expert. Yeah. We I have... felt a little guilty covering MacGyver when I hadn't seen all of the original, but there's like over 100 episodes yeah. of that sucker, and I didn't have time uh, to catch it. We up. have a few other letters, but we'll save those for later episodes. That's right. They're, they're quite uh, so, somebody wrote in about guilt, like about his theories on the show, so we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to your letter soon enough. Uh, okay, yeah, we, okay, sure, we'll do it next time. Uh, next time on Cancel Too Soon, uh, we will be reviewing... Profit, the 1990s uh, amoral business series that was a mid-season replacement, lasted about half a season, ended, never came back. It's kind of legendary, and it's kind of like the prototype for all the shows you like now about amoral protagonists like Breaking Bad. Mm. Uh, And it's one of our most requested episodes ever. And I'm really excited to do it because I loved it. And that's it's that type of show specifically my, that maybe want to do this program. My wife really enjoys that show. Uh, yeah. And I have not seen a single episode yet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it's pretty short. It's only like six or seven episodes. Mm. Uh, it's available on DVD. You should be able to pick it up. Mm. Um, now, would you like to read the uh, announce the winner of our contest? I would. So we had a lot of entries and we're not going to read them all. Uh, but a lot of them were really, 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 really fun. Some of them were uh, simply popular like stingers at the end of episodes we had several for mm-hmm. sit ubu sit good dog mm-hmm. uh we had stuff like uh, good night and big balls I didn't watch Wipeout. Uh, I, I guess <laughs> oh, that's fu- it's funny in theory. I just don't get one, it. One of my favorites was simply referring to the uh, the David Cronenberg film Videodrome, uh, which was simply announcing "Long Live the New Flesh." That was uh, one of our finalists. We almost one picked of, that we one. Almost that picked one that tough. one, but it, that it, was tough. A, a, it's a little obvious. B, technically, it's from a movie, even though it's a movie about television. Yeah. Um, there's one I like. Yeah, sadly, that one got shot down. There's one I liked about uh, coming up with fake sponsors for every episode, which is kind of funny, and I kind of dug it, but I think we decided it was like a little too much work yeah it's it's, it's just too much effort for us 
So you're, you're supposed we, to be we giving... last minute that anyway. Let's well, be honest you're, here. You're supposed We're... to be giving saving us work by giving us a catchphrase. Yeah, but it was a fun idea, and I yeah. did like it. Um, let's see what we got here. <laughs> Had several uh, people suggest that we just sort of cut off in mid sentence, yeah, like I mean, as yeah, if just... we were suddenly canceled. Yeah. Uh, wh- I, I really, really like Canadian Keith came up with one, and I kind of wanted to do this, but we ended up going another direction, mm. uh, which was basically uh, Sergio would be like our our Leo the Lion. No. Like right at the end, and I'd say something with Sergio, like Sergio, get out of the trash. Mm. And then we're done. Uh, That's pretty cute. Uh, and that was also uh, well, one you, of the ones you just wanted that one because you could talk about your cat. I like my cat. He's nice, aren't you, Sergio? Stop talking to your damn. He's cat. the nicest cat. Uh, De- delicious too. I had a leg of his the other day. It's so good. Can't wait to eat the rest. And the other one that we almost picked. Mm. Uh, uh, yes, was. Um, what was the other one? Oh, about? it was uh, I was and the adventure continues. Oh, it was and the adventure continues, which we couldn't quite figure out exactly. What it was a reference to I think it's Justice League Unlimited. It's Star Trek Three. We okay. figured we figured it out. It was Star Trek Three. It was something that was in our heads and we couldn't call it up right away. But yeah, that's from Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. But what we ended up picking, uh, it's not funny. Mm. But it is the sort of thing that kind of only we can say. Mm. And a couple of people suggested it. One person suggested it in a slightly different way, and they also suggested it first, either way. Uh, and that is Brandon. Brandon, you know who you are, because you wrote, that's a wrap, people. See you next season. Mm. See you next season. Only we can do that. <laughs> only we can do that every week, anyway. So that's that's really great. Every week we have a new season. It's classy. It's simple. We like it. Uh, everyone had great suggestions, but Brandon... Uh, you're the winner. So, and, and your prize is, sir. You get to pick an upcoming episode of Cancel Too Soon. I hope you have one pl- picked out. Uh, you can email us. Just put like winner in the head in the header. Uh, put, uh, put I won with six exclamation points. Put an emoji in there. Your choice. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, send us an email as soon as you can uh, and let us know what your number one pick is. Uh, again, the rule is it has to have lasted one season or less. And we have to be able to find it, but let us worry about that. Just yeah. pick the thing you want. If we can't find it, we'll get back to you, well, and yeah. we'll do that, and we'll do your second choice. And we're going to try, mm. depending on how easy it is to find the thing, uh, we're going to try to have that be our first episode of the new year. Well, we're try, try to crank it out that quickly. Yeah. Um, once, so get back to us as soon once, as you can. Once again, uh, TV miniseries don't count. The, those weren't canceled too soon. Those were scheduled to end. Those uh, are finite for a reason. But yeah. other than that, as long as it's... And, you, and if you're confused, look it up on Wikipedia. They usually say lasted how many seasons mm. it lasted. Uh, um, yeah. And... and just a personal request. Mm. I would prefer something we've never heard of, or at very le- at the very least, something kind of odd. Uh huh. Try to steer away from the freaks and geeks school no, of the, the ones say, that are commonly. No, I'm gonna say but, screw it. Screw it. All right, it's your choice. If you want to do something, because honestly, because we tell people that a lot, and I think uh, but probably some people who are really frustrated and yeah. would really like to hear what we'd have to say about. Uh, Colchak the Night Stalker. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Like the big ones are. Like mm. you know, like there's probably a lot. Mm. Uh, so whatever you want to hear us talk about, don't listen to this man. Just <laughs> tell us what you want to hear. Right. You won. It's your right. right. And I can't wait to hear what you have uh, uh, for us. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. So thank what, you again ha- to everyone who entered. Y- y'all are awesome, and mm. we'll do something like this again to give other people an opportunity to win a mm. win an episode. But uh, that that's it for now. That's it for now. Yeah, Brandon won, and uh, congratulations, Brandon. Brandon so, Rock. And because of Brandon, uh, we're going to sign off our episode now. That's right. So that's a wrap, people. See you next season. <laughs>